Whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a staycation, Macy's has everything you need. Summer's almost here, and I'm so excited to take a trip with Bryn. We are planning it right now. We are heading to Macy's before we pack to grab new shoes we can wear all day with anything. I'm excited to lay in the sun with key pieces from Macy's, like my new Dolce Vita sandals and Levi's skirt. I am ready to relax and look and feel amazing. Oh, how good that sounds. Of course, I can't forget a new beach bag. I have been eyeing the collection of beach bags from Macy's, and I can't wait for you to see what I choose. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. Imagine the feeling of pulsing electric shocks. Sounds like a nightmare, right? While individual experiences may vary, it's how some people describe shingles. This painful blistering rash could interrupt your life for weeks. It could even force you to cancel social events or weekend plans. Over 99% of adults 50 years or older already carry the virus that causes shingles. One in three people will get it in their lifetime. Why wait? Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles today. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. My guest today is Topher Grace, the actor who charmed the world as Eric Foreman in the beloved sitcom That 70s Show. Topher is absolutely someone who has had a non-traditional path to success. He was scouted by the producers of That 70s Show, who had seen his high school theater work. Topher then dropped out of school to star in the show without any prior TV experience. He bet on himself and put it all on the line, and it paid off. But Topher is so much more than Eric Foreman, and that is what we're talking about today. Let's get into it. Hi. How you doing? Yay. I'm excited. Nice to meet you. You too. I um, I'm really excited because I don't know you and I don't know a lot about you until today. But I like you. Like well, I've always we liked know you. you. We're big fans in the Grace household. Stop. We don't even know you from. By the way, we don't even know you from Housewives. We know you from. Uh, maybe we're big Shark Tank fans, and then got on the podcast. And what you're a truth teller. Ah, I am that. I am a truth teller. If you like Shark Tank, there's a new show coming out that I'm doing with Kevin O'Leary called Money Court, and you'll love it. It's effectively like binding mediation for businesses that are in conflict so they don't have to go through the legal process. We just 
go and we actually like we actually deliberate for a while and it's intense like real business is up to like a hundred and something million dollars but it's pressure and it's cool you'll like it oh, that's it's great. Yeah, we love the profit we love anything that makes this is my wife and i because we have an hour when the kids go to bed it's like anything that makes us feel she's an actress too and it's like makes us feel like we know business in any capacity or we did anything i mean like we, we're never a part of any of that stuff so it makes us feel like we're Oh, I like it. You'll like this. It's deeper. It's deeper than Shark Tank. Like no fluff. It's all it's all meat. No, no, like, you know, no fluff. Um, so your wife and you have been married for how long? Oh, what are you doing to me here? Hang on. I'm looking at my wedding ring. It says uh 2016. Okay. And did you meet in the biz through acting? No, we met at a charity event and uh that sounds better than it is. She was actually involved with the charity and I was I was involved in more of a bullshit way. And she was really involved with the charity. And then uh, uh, that's how. But she was dating someone at the time. So I had to kind of wait it out. Oh, you waited it out. And what what is it like two actors in a relationship? Like, uh, how does everybody shine? And are you both tortured actors? Like, Well, as we know, all the actors that get together it always goes great. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, no problems. No, uh, she actually, she, she wasn't, uh, she's a very good actor, um, but she wasn't as uh, passionate about it as I am. And it was like a job for her. And she actually but fully quit once we got together and is now getting her master's in social work and is literally working internship as a social worker. She's a much better person than I. And uh, it's good because we have kids together. They should have at least one good role model. You I need think. one. You need one. Okay, I got it. Because there's all, yeah, there's one peacock in the house. And that, who, who is the peacock? It's you? No, you know, it's funny. I, I've heard that someone, I think it was Mike Nichols said he was like eating with uh, one of these famous couples that we all know that is like, you know, there's two stars and it doesn't work. And he said, right. he looked up at them and he said, um, I forget what the couple was. It was, you know, some couple in the 80s or something, but he said, uh, all rose, no gardener, <laughs> which is a great. That's fun. That's so true. So who's who question. in your house? But uh, I actually think you'd think it would be me because I'm on television and stuff, but it's actually my wife. She's doing such uh, incredible work. And it's actually interesting at my age to watch someone have a transition and do something that's, you know, probably better for the world than what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. It's Well, I'm 51 and became a TikToker. So what kind of that's a real amazing help. <laughs> no, no, look, look, here's what I do believe. I thought about it a lot because sometimes I feel bad. She's like really working with uh uh, underprivileged children and I'm not <laughs> you know, there's like right. a big gap in between what we do but I do think uh, after thinking about it for a long time that you should do what your calling is like she feels passionate about what she's doing because that's her calling and I, I don't think it's right to go against what you're calling and I'll tell you I mean we love this show that I'm on right now because actually I, I like it less when there's celebrity interviews because you're just like you know unfettered <laughs> just truth telling yeah it's great well, that's funny that you say that because when you're around someone who's doing so much, it does make you look at yourself. And um, I've been at all levels of philanthropy, like knee deep in it, flying back and forth from Puerto Rico or the Bahamas. And then I've been in like just sort of delegating and telling everybody what to do, which makes me feel not great. And my fiance will say like, it's okay that president of Coca-Cola is not putting the syrup in the bottle, but because, and he's donated a lot of money to my charity and he's a very generous person and he's worked with Emily's List and done different causes but i think that seeing me when i'm knee deep in something makes him feel slightly uncomfortable because it becomes so obs i'm so obsessed with it and i'm so immersed in it and it makes other people 
feel a certain kind of way. Well, you know, even my wife has, because uh, sometimes she'll be doing it on a real um, micro level. And sometimes she's doing it, you know, she's on uh, a lot of boards and stuff too, which is more of a macro level. And even she, you know, has questions about when what's helping more actually when I'm involved in a, you know, in a national sense uh, or when I'm involved, like when I'm literally boots on the ground doing it myself. It's confusing. I think the only wrong answer is only doing things for yourself. I think as long as you're uh, trying to help others in some way, there's no wrong answer. You're so uh, right. And you're right because it's more about our own insecurity that makes us want to be boots on the ground when I'm way more valuable when I'm telling 20, everyone what to do and organizing and I'm raising money, but you don't yeah. feel the same. It's That's a great, that's a the great only, The only people who hate charity are the people who, or, or like get bugged by it, or it's like uh, uh, alcoholics when you're not having a drink. You know what I mean? Like when, yes. they, when they're not doing anything, yes. like they're always kind of like, oh, you have to be such a, you know, an angel all the time. But I think, um, yeah, as long as you're helping in some, I, there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. Exactly. So why, why did you not like your name, Chris or Uh, Christopher? Why did you not like your story is there were a lot of Chris's in my class. My mom was a uh, Patricia trapped in a pat. People kept calling her Pat. She wanted to be Patricia. And I I I don't think she thought that people would abbreviate it to Chris, which is ridiculous because it's such a long name. But um, when I went to boarding school, I was toying around with Topher because you kind of reinvent yourself. I went to boarding school in eighth grade. And uh, the, where uh, it was in Massachusetts, a school uh, called Faye School. Okay. And the cutest girl in our class, I kind of was in a group with her and we're talking during orientation. And I said, I'm thinking of going by Topher. And she said, Ooh, that's cute. And I was like, You, you got it. Let's, let's do this. Yeah. And you, so you went with Topher. And I also feel like it's a better name for an actor. Like it's, you're the only well, it's, I, People I've think met. I did it for Hollywood reasons. I actually probably should have changed it back because it's such a, stupid affectation but uh but it was the 90s and like you remember zines and za everyone was going with the second half of these names you know and so whatever what does your wife call you she is the only person in my life that calls me christopher really yeah my parents call me cj because my middle name's john and uh and most people don't even call me topher they like the cast calls me tof that tof makes sense the 70s show called me toe for some reason that became my nickname there but uh, it's rare that I'm even called Topher. But even my 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 daughter, when she says it, you know, because she calls me daddy. But once in a while, she'll hear an adult call me that. And she's like, Topher. Like, what a lame name. <laughs> so that 70s show popped you off. You were you left college, which I think is interesting because I think the college conversation is a conversation. But oh, it was a big conversation in my family. And I even to this day have regrets, even though really? it was such a success. Uh, yeah, just because, you know, I was having such a great time getting a liberal arts education. Like, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I was really enjoying And it is a trade-off. It's basically like going into like, instead of like liberal arts, it's a wide, I hadn't even picked where I was going. And then then you go into like, you know, if you want to be a blacksmith, like you're just yes. studying with a blacksmith. A trade. Yeah. The funny thing about liberal arts, did you feel like you were learning in college or you were just having a great time? No, I was actually, I was such a nerd that I was actually learning. Uh, well, I, sh- I was at USC. I should have been having more fun, but I was really into film and I didn't know how I wanted to enter it. And I got rejected from the film school there a couple of times and uh, did get to go back. The first film I did was Traffic and I got to go back and speak with Steven Soderbergh. And it was the kids in my class. It was that. Oh, um, you know. that's- there were girls who had, I remember there was a girl that I walked up to at college who I said, um, 
actually there's two different stories. There's one girl I walked up to right when I got to, I'd been such a loser in high school. And I thought, Oh, I'll be like a, I'll be like a winner here. Like, I don't know why I thought that and like that people would just, you know, treat me differently. But I went up to a girl who was probably like the hottest girl in this campus of, you know, 20,000 or 40,000 kids. And I said like, Hey, we should go out sometime. And she said like, Oh my God, honey, sit down. And she sat me down in this cafeteria and she goes, you're a freshman, right? Like, kind of like, like I can tell. And I said, yeah. And she said, um, I'm a senior girl. So like, um, freshman girls are dating senior guys. I'm dating a dentist. <laughs> so wherever you are to that girl, I want a big shout out to you. Uh, and then the second thing was there was a girl in that, when I went back to speak with Steven, there was a girl who I literally, I just asked out and she like laughed and said, no, like, like she thought I was kidding at first. And then she was in the audience, like waving to me. It was just great. Why would this new fame not have gotten you girls? That doesn't seems like. Oh, it did. Honor. It did. Oh, uh, this, okay. I was rejected before, <laughs> before that happened. Oh, oh, okay. I was going to say, wow. This but she was in the, seems... like she was in the class and I would have been a senior and she was a senior. And now she's waving, like, can we get five minutes? And I was like, oh, sorry, I got to bounce. By the way, that's yeah. You, you can't, you're not too mature for that. For sure. You no, 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 I, no, no. And I, if there was anyone, it'd be me. And no, it's the. I remember I had a really weird experience, which is I had been in a high school play and then at this boarding school I was at. And then when I went to USC, since I was in LA, the, the parents of this girl who had seen me on like a parents weekend during this play, they called me and said, do you want to, and it was my first audition was for a 70 show. That's so crazy. Yeah. I, I was an under, I got cast as an understudy ninth grade in Mar as Maria in West Side Story. I don't know why it's not that interesting a story. That's why I've never told it, but, and I didn't take it. <laughs> Because at, when I auditioned, I was better singing than the girl who was a senior, but they were giving the role to the senior because it was a senior. And yes. I, it's one of my regrets in life that I, who the hell did I think I was that I should be a freshman getting the role and then to not, what a sore loser, to not take the understudy role. What an asshole. Well, at least uh, it's not still an issue for you, I can tell. Yeah, I'm not holding on to it. What would, <laughs> would my life have been if I got the, if I got to play Maria in West Side Story? It all could have been very different, Topher. Tof. Um, so, so are you pro college because you were really going to use it for an education or do you not like that you don't have a college degree? And what about the money for college? Like what about college versus non-college? Cause I am really mixed on it. I hear you. Well, tell me your point of view. My point of view is I wanted to work. I didn't, I didn't, I did all my classes Wednesdays at Boston university so I could leave and get back to New York city. And I just was a person who wanted to work. I paid no attention. I wanted to get by, I wanted to get the grades and get out. Like I was there to get through. It was I was not very similar. That's why I didn't have, I, my dad had more misgivings about me leaving college than I did. But although I did understand his point of view that it's kind of only open to you at that point of time in your life. And now that I'm older, I go, oh, I, I would enjoy uh, just the education part of it, not even the grades part of it, just sitting back, taking these classes that are so wildly different because I, mean, I was undecided. I was taking like Zen Buddhism and, uh, you know, I guess Amer uh, American writing and like astrology, not astronomy, wow. not astrology. So not astro astronomy. I didn't know if they had a class astrology, but I was just trying like lots of different things. And I, uh, you become so focused on what you're doing once you leave. And it's, you know, the last time your parents, uh, if, in, if you're in my position, 
it was last time my parents were going to, you know, someone else was going to take care of me and allow me to kind of experiment and try different things. And it's harder later in life to say, I want to. So true. But youth is wasted on the young. And I was the kid who didn't even think about what the syllabus that just wanted to get out. And I think I wish that I could go back. I I think there are places in Europe where they they you like go into the workforce at 20 and then at 26 or something, you go back. That's great. And that's how you do it. Because I wasn't at the time, I didn't really want to sit in the club. Now I'd go back now if I had the time and I would like, you know, I would like not even care about the grades. I'd just pay the money and sit back and listen to the lectures and actually ingest it instead of like taking notes, try to pass the thing. And, you know, that's exactly right. That's how that's the way you just said that if we could sort of teach our kids that way and convey that message. And I'm going to start messaging that with my daughter, like about take things you're interested in and just utilize it as a time to absorb different information. And I think if you went back to school, you might be financially successful. Bethany, I think (laughs) you put your nose to the grindstone and you really, you know what I mean? Well, I would like to take a medita- a TM class, like a a transcendental meditation. I know what you're saying. I actually would do stuff that isn't even related to the industry I'm in either. Yeah. 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 Um, Okay. So, 70 show is obviously embedded in your history. Is that for sure what your, do you have street cred in a different way for traffic or for Spider-Man? Like you have a very unique, interesting trajectory that I don't know how much of that is just like luck and, and grabbing something good or you turning a lot of things down. Like explain your road of these oh, thank roles. You. Uh, first of all, yes. When most people see me, they know me from 70 show. Uh, syndication is such a even around that show, we were on it for four years and it was doing fine. And then once it syndicates, it's on, you know, 30 times a week. It just, yeah, it embeds itself in the culture. But uh, but because of that, I was really conscious to do, actually, you know what? It wasn't like a career thing. I just personally didn't want to keep doing the same thing. And I remember when I got this role in traffic, my mom being like, why are you like, why are you doing this to me? Like, she was so happy to see me on 70 show. And then I was playing like a like a junkie. And it just for me, it has kept it alive over the years. Do it like uh black Klansman, which I did right before we started uh, home economics is, you know, two very, very different. different roles. Yeah. And it keeps it really exciting uh, for, for me. I mean, I've been out in a career for, Oh my God, I don't know how many years. I mean, w- over 20. And but you, you go, curate right. this. You, this is not happenstance. You're saying I want that because that's different than that. And I don't know. You can't really say I want that. I mean, the truth is, sure. I mean, everyone wants the lead in an Academy Award. Right. No. (laughs) But it's more like you, you know, you, you say I'm not, I think it's more what you say you're not going to do. Like I was not going to play. I would say the role I play on home economics is very similar to the one I did on 70 show, but I didn't play that for like 15 years. And for me, that was really great. I'm sure for my agents, they were like, Hey man, let's start playing that role where you, you know, like, because the, the people who make money in Hollywood are the ones that do the same thing over and over again. Well, that's funny because Matthew McConaughey talks about his story. Oh my god, he... I, he was. By the way, I was in Interstellar with him, uh, and I, I mean, he was the lead, and I had a small part. But we had a couple days where we were at that house together, and that is the perfect example. I mean, you talking about where he turned down Magnum PI? He turned down every. Oh no, that's funny that you're saying that too. No, he his book Green Lights, which is a great read. Everyone talks, says that's great. Yeah, it's a great read. Probably active, yeah, yeah, it's very easy read and it's just fun and he's great. But he talks about he was sick of being the shirtless rom-com guy and he kept getting yeah. offered and offered and offered. He said to his wife, we're going to do this, but like we have to hang tight. And she was super supportive and it got up to like eight, 10, 13 million. And then script started sounding good to him, but he held it down. No, and I then think I think Magnum he got Lincoln Lawyer. 
I heard it was because this is the Magnum PI was the big one right before Dallas Buyers Club, I think. And he was telling me this whole story. This is before, I mean, when he was telling me this story, right, during Dallas Dallas Buyers Club. filming it, True Detective was coming out and Dallas Buyers Club had just came out. And you're like, oh my God, this guy's career is just taking this total shift that I would not have guessed. And when he was telling it to me, he was like, I hope I'm, I'm sure there's all stuff that's in the book. I mean, I think it was a ridiculous number because you kind of go like, who better to play Magnum P.I.? Yeah, uh, the film didn't get made. You know what I mean? It was like yes. really only Matthew McConaughey with a mustache does that or not. And it was not even that it was going to be a flop. It's that it wasn't like probably look I'm on a much smaller level. It's what I was talking about where you go. I'm sure people want me to play this role all the time, but I only want to do it when I want to do it. And the only way to not burn out is to do so many different things. But that's, he turned, I mean, I think it would probably be like a payday of 30 million, including like the 20 million you get paid and then he is participation yeah. or whatever. So like, I, and I heard these people at his agency were like, yeah, no, no, for sure. Matthew, like <laughs> this is the last one, but we, but we got to do this one. <laughs> like, cause they no, get- yeah. But I, but to your point, I mean, the takeaway is it's, it's not that easy in the moment to turn things down, but you have to ha- be playing chess and trying and you may not make the right decision i don't you even made- what i'm not that smart it's really not that it's just like you you would just get sick of i'm sure in business it's the same thing you just get sick of doing the same thing over and over again and you want to be challenged and it's not even really that much about perception for me it's just about like when you go to work are you doing the same thing i mean when i was when i got on home economics i made sure it was I and mean, i spent a lot of time with the writers before i signed on i really wanted to make sure it was the thing that I wanted to do for eight, 10 years, because that's what it turns out to be. Wow. Well, yeah, no. So I, I do think of, so for example, walking away from housewives when I did the mm. second time I was making a lot of money for four months mm. work, like millions. And of also dollars. probably the relevance, right? Like that's you, not the right. Well, no, this is the example to, uh, the, but I, you weren't talking about this. This is more to, I guess, Matthew McConaughey's example, walking away from that. My business managers were like, Bethany, even just one more season, like it's millions. I was like, I, I want to do something greater and I need to sort of take this off the board and start from scratch in a way, which is how this podcast came to be what it is. And then multiple podcasts and it's, it's, and it's a lucrative podcast. And I started for the first year and didn't make any money. I actually paid for it because of the bad deals <laughs> that I made. You know, yeah. It's a real believe in yourself moment. That's what it is. It's like, it's not really the money because you would have been fine. Matthew would have been fine. Yes. It's more, is there more in there? And I mean, congrats to you because you've really done it. Like you're, I mean, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not into the Housewives franchise. I'm like, is there anyone else that has really made it out of that thing? Not the same way. No. And I don't say that. No, I, and I was, no, no I know you're I, not, it's just the truth. Yeah. You know? No, but, no. I did everything first. I was the first really celebrity besides did it ever market a cocktail. Now you see it's everywhere. I was the first one to turn a brand and. Oh my God. Everyone has a cocktail. Does that make you mad? Like, like I, literally everyone. I know. And I'm going back in, but I feel like I'm the only person people can't say, oh, she has a cocktail because I was the one who started the whole trend, literally, because Forbes cover. But anyway, back to you. Just you going with your gut. It's been you just saying right after that 70s show, I just don't want to do that role again, not saying I don't want to be typecast in that. So you just made good choices based on your gut is what I'm hearing. Look, I made bad choices, too. but But I will tell you, you can only learn if you're trying you know, I got, I sound old when I talk about this stuff. I sound like one of those motivational speakers or something, but the truth is like, um, you can't learn if you're doing the same thing over and over again. And you have to always be, I mean, it's whether it's college or not, like we're talking about, you do have to always be learning. And, uh, 
you know, I've played bad guys. I've played good guys. I've been in like really small films. I've been big blockbusters. Like, I feel like I know so much about the industry that um, some people who may be more successful than me have done the same thing over and over again. Don't know because I've been able to, you know, go to all the different corners of it. Amazing. I mean, a good career. And that's not easy to not have to really have had a a fairly steady career. And what about money? So like. Well, look, I should preface the whole thing by saying I'm so lucky that 70s show worked because that gave me the ability to try all this stuff. There are many people who can't. uh, And I totally respect working actors. And I've thought about, you know, that when that um, money manager runs away with all my money, you go, okay, like you got to do what you got to do. But I was very lucky that uh, 70s show was such a hit. And for so long. For me, something has to have an ROI, either it's philanthropic or it's hilarious, or it's like the money court show, which is just going to be me learning or it's money. Like meaning someone will say to me, you got to go do this. You got to do this panel. And this person did it before you. And Ryan Reynolds was on. And I'm like, am I getting paid? No, I'm like, I I don't want to do it. Like if I'm getting paid, I might go. Or is it interesting? Or is it like, I have a reason for the thing. So I wonder, does does money money really motivate you? I mean, is there something you really don't want to do that you're doing because of money? No, it's probably something that you would do that you're like- 100%. I only, I don't not want to do it, but I don't want to do it if I'm not being, like there's some things that it's like, speak on a panel and fly across the country. And I don't necessarily want to do that. I could do this on here. I could give tips on a podcast or I I, like talking to my own detriment, not done that as much as I should, but, uh, and I don't, I don't feel guilty about having money. I think I would, if I, if I, you know, it's a different life. You're talking, you're a business person and you know what I mean? Like you're crushing it. I think I really wanted an artist's life and, uh, I've been able to have one in a really, um, business part of the town like I'm not doing church basement theater you know I'm really doing legit. a lot of people to see yeah and so I've spent a lot more time thinking about what fills me up personally and I'm just lucky that whatever my thing is goes with making enough money that I don't have to not do the things that I like I, this show I'm on now you know when I started it's just a pilot we're entering season three but um I just I, like it spoke to me I liked it I really want to be a part of it to help cast the other people. And I have a huge, huge respect for the four other people. It's kind of, there's no star of the show. It's kind of the five of us and they're just amazing actors. And so I love it. I mean, don't tell anyone, but I would do it for free. That's how I feel about this podcast. That's how I felt about money court and why I did it for a different, you'll do different things for different reasons. And I like that because I'm exactly the same. I'll do something for really nothing. If I'm, I I got a question for you for what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, Mark Cuban was on our show last year, which was just great. Cause I got to spend three days. We were like in a poker scene. I got to spend three days talking to him and he's a fascinating guy. The best. And, you know, uh, and it's legit. What he is, is what he is. Like I yes. was waiting to see if there was some other side of him. Um, and I tried to ask, I think I got an answer, but you would be able to shed more light on this. Cause I think it has to do with why you're doing this podcast too, is ultimately look, I, and you're not like, you know, not going to take the money from it. But ultimately, isn't like, isn't it kind of because it's like your base to people? I don't know how to say this exactly. Like, like Mark Cuban does does not. I mean, I know his net well. Yeah. Like he does not need to do Shark Tank. He's doing it as almost like a charity to 
America to show future entrepreneurs kind of some of the he moves. He likes a little of the action too. It's it's a combo. Like it's okay to like a little of the sizzle of the action, a little of the relevance. You know, I know other right. I'm friends with the owners of the Carolina Panthers. No one knows who they are. You know, the average person. <laughs> but you know, he likes a little of the sizzle, and he's playing with the house's money, so it's fine. He's interested in the entrepreneurs. He never doesn't text me back immediately or call back. Oh no, um, I, I emailed him after the episode aired. He gave me, first of all, he gave me his email in front of everyone. And I was like, Hey man, uh, I mean, there were like extras in the scene and stuff. I was like, I, you know, just be, you know, yeah. give me out you. And he's like, I don't care. Anyone can email me. He's very, like, yes. Exactly. I mean, like incredible. And then I emailed him like in the car somewhere just saying, Hey man, I don't know if you had a chance to check out the episode, but you're great in it. And I've never had a faster. It was like, I know. before I was done, it came back in. And you go, what is this guy doing with his time? I mean, he's, no, because all, he's up in the morning early and he reads everything, but only assholes like, you know, don't respond only, you know, he's, a, he's you, a resp- you respond very quickly too. I am a responder. You'll, you could tell you text me to practice it. I'm a what? responder. I'm a first Anyways, responder. Because, because the, the, the rationale is because why do it in five minutes, which you can do now. And all successful people are like this, right? Just get it off, get it right. off, get it out, forward it. CC somebody, BCC somebody, get clean it, check the box. But he's doing. He invested in some company that someone emailed him ten years ago that he'd never met. He just forwarded the email to his lawyer and said, "Yeah, pay the quarter million dollars or whatever they're asking for." Never heard from him again, and then just got sent a forty million dollar check last week. That's insane. Because the company went public, and he didn't. He's like, "What?" Like he forgot he. Oh my God. That's a he was like, crazy. anyone can email me anytime. I was like, that's oh, a man, crazy story. Yeah. So yeah, you were asking like what the reason is for doing things based on the fact that he's doing that. And it's the same as what you were saying. I have to be doing what I, I can't, there's nothing I can do for money. I, if I had gone back to housewives, it would have been only for money and I would have been miserable. You marry for oh, money, yeah. you pay the rest of your life. Yeah. I wish I was more like that. I value my time so much. I value my rest. I value my peace of mind. I value my homebodiness. I only can do, well, that's funny. Actually, no, that's what just happened in the last six months. I decided I'm only doing exactly what I love and want to do. And it's harder than you think, even with plans, even with trips and vacation, I'm only doing what I want to do. Well, you've, you've earned it. I mean, I don't know, is that a good business decision or that's just for you? I just want to be happy. And there's enough, I have enough good ideas and enough things that are lucrative that I could pour myself into them and they can be successful. And I just... I remember that Joan Rivers documentary about the the calendar being full and some people really do. That's their identity. And that's not me at all. I want my calendar empty. Mother's Day is May 12th and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop, but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung Smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, 
Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Imagine the feeling of pulsing electric shocks. Sounds like a nightmare, right? While individual experiences may vary, it's how some people describe shingles. This painful blistering rash could interrupt your life for weeks. It could even force you to cancel social events or weekend plans. Over 99% of adults 50 years or older already carry the virus that causes shingles. One in three people will get it in their lifetime. Why wait? Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles today. You know, it's fine. I've been thinking lately because <clears throat> promoting the show, the launching of the show while making it is it's a lot of stuff. going. Yes. You know, you're in five different episodes. There's like the writing of one. I'm, I'm not part of the writing, but I'm like looking at what they're doing and there's the editing and then you're the one you're filming. And then to be promoting the premiere, which we shot a while ago. Um, and I've realized, I think I don't know what happens when you fully burn out because it's never happened to me. But the closer you come to burning out, the better you are in my opinion. Yes. Do you find this? Like your mind is like so uh, attuned to what the thing is. So a part of you is dying, but like you're actually, the results are better, you know? Interesting. Well, I find that all my good ideas come between sleep and wake. Oh, so that's like the, I have a little pad next to my bed. I know okay. You're, yeah. you're waking up, but you're still, so you sort of, you know, or like you're getting a massage and you're falling asleep and you have an idea and like that. And also when you really relax, like if I go out to the Hamptons and I'm jello for a while, the good ideas come because your brain is resting. It's like your body digesting 20 foods for Thanksgiving is why it gets tired. <laughs> if it's just calmly like digesting one thing, the machine can work better. So if you're relaxed, you know, you can digest more information in my opinion. And, and advice, get ideas. more massages. I will. Okay. Good call. Get more massages. So um, what's your recognize, like, are you, can you have a normal life? Can you want a vacation and people not bother you? Like on a one to 10, like, 10 being Gaga or like JLo where they cannot have a normal life. Like what level of normal life as a celebrity can you have? 
Oh, I have the perfect level of fame. I love it, which is to say not a lot. Like I have enough that I work. I'm I'm probably the least famous celebrity alive, if that makes sense. But like I I think I I love what I do and we we get bothered a little bit. It's starting to bug me because my kids are they don't know yet that I'm that I what I do for a living. We've kind of not featured it. Um, so that'll bug me when that happens. But I love it. We have such a wonderful, normal life. And I get to do this thing at a really high level at work. And I just like you. had, Yeah, because in your Google thing, it said like one of the most recognizable faces and whatever. And I would think that you have you you've been you're an A-list actor. There's no question. Like I was so excited when you were doing this. But I was thinking he has a good. No, there are other like A-list actors that like have some sort of a life where it's not so crazy. And I was wondering, like, if you went to a mall, be honest, in Ohio, would it get gnarly or no? Oh, I mean, yeah, if I strolled around a mall singing the theme song, the 70s show. No thing. But like, you know, there's ways to. to, Look, I, I it's it's by design. Like there was a time when it was a little crazier and a big part of it was meeting my wife and she happens to share a lot of the same values I do. I was listening to that, that episode where you were talking about um, JLo and Ben and why would they go on a, a, we'll uh, go into Paris, the epicenter. Honeymoon. Right. And, the, and I, and I actually, I mean, I've met Ben Affleck. He's a fantastic guy. And uh, uh, I guess the thing between me and JLo was just like a couple months. Like it was just a, <laughs> you know, a little romantic tryst, but um, I, the truth is, I mean, no one wants to talk about how much they like fame, but everyone right. does. And man, it has an addictive drug-like quality. And that's the thing I think you were leaving out of that conversation is like, because I always have that thing about other actors where I'm like, why are they, like, if they want to not be seen, like, why are they having lunch at the front thing in the Ivy? And the, you know Right, I mean? like, right. That's and, what I'm saying. And I don't think, but I don't think everybody likes it. I think you might not like it if no one recognizes you because it might be an indication that you weren't relevant as an actor, but I don't think you give a shit if someone recognizes you in the, the mall. Oh, that's a good point. I get, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I think, I think you just have the only person who can tell is you. Like my right. wife doesn't even know, like, what is your, I mean, it's very personal, like being in a relationship with someone who has a problem with alcohol or, or drugs or whatever. It's the same kind of addictive thing. And all I can say for me is that, I don't not like it. You know, like everyone should try fame and see, you know what I mean? Who they are. Yeah. You know, some people don't. I, what do you think? I no, 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 no. Nobody doesn't. First of all, no one's but, become famous who doesn't at least have a question or thought about if what it would it's be like. fun or yes. cool. Um, you know, I, in traffic, that movie, which is all about, you know, drug use. And I wound up right. doing a lot of research for it. It was the first film I did. There was a scene that was cut out where, I'm talking to Michael Douglas about how, remember, I'm, I don't know if you remember that movie, but I get, yes. the girl, I get the girl like hooked on. Isn't Catherine Zeta Jones, the mother in it. She's the, she has, she's uh, Amy Irving is the mother of uh, the girl that I get hooked. Like, right. Catherine I remember pregnant. There's lots of different plots. Yeah. It's but, amazing. Like, uh, I get this girl hooked on it and he kind of, Michael Douglas takes me into the hood to kind of help find her. And in doing that, there was a scene they cut out, but I really liked it where I talk about how, I can do drugs and it's okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and and this girl gets lost doing them. And I think fame is a little bit like that where some people, you know, I'm very lucky. I did a bunch of that drug when I was younger and I 
you know, and I survived and it didn't really, wow. and I'm like, I'm my wife and she's kind of pulled me in this direction and, and, uh, I like survived it, but I know many people who, I mean, who are alive, but didn't I love survive. this. I've never talked about this or heard anyone talk about it that way. And exactly- no one wants to talk about it because they're more guilty. The more guilty they are of the, of the doing the drug, the less they want to kind of talk about it. I think what you're saying, by the way, this, I talk about this with food or money. That's why I asked you about money. You don't have a lot of money noise. I can tell um, people have money noise, whether they have a lot or a little, you don't have a lot of money noise. And you're talking, I'm talking about well, a, I pay a guy. I pay a guy to handle my money. noise. Exactly. But yeah, you still would have it. If you buy something expensive, you get noisy or if you, you, know. you know what I mean? You, you, so you have a good relationship with fame, which is like people having a good relationship with exercise or food. Like you, have, that's why I asked the question to you. I don't ask questions to people. Like I asked you, cause I get the vibe that you probably have a good relationship with fame. No, when you nice. say exercise or food, or these are all things that like on first blush, you could say, yeah, people exercise, people do, but people have big issues with food. You know, people exactly. have big issues, with exercise. people have big issues with cocaine. Exactly. I mean, like, and I think you, all you can do is kind of get real with yourself as to how much you like, what are your actual, not what does it seem like to everyone else? Cause that's what fame is. It's all like other people's perceptions of you, but what to, sorry, if I'm getting too, uh, no, I like it. That's good. That's what we do. But just yeah. to you, what is your reality? And the truth is uh, I do like it a little bit, but not a lot. <laughs> That's funny. Like I would like, you know, there's another world where I wish that I was sort of that poise person that just sat back and doesn't really say a lot all the time until I'm saying something, but you can't. You know what, Becky, have- that's, that's really crazy that you say that because I, because your gift is to, it's so funny what you're saying. A lot of people are so, um, I found in this town are like, sad about the thing that is their gift you know they're like they're so good at playing like a like a i you know like a dumb character or something let's say and they're like man why do i always have to play dumb oh i was even victim of like i don't want to play this kind of you know what i played on some and you go "Ah, but it's also it's your way of shining you know what i mean it's your thing yeah like like i said the reason we like listening to you is because you're so good at that you know and it's scary it's scary, but, but I appreciate that. Yeah. It's Isn't just it great, though, getting older mouth, and you don't always want to be the big mouth in the group. I'm but, the person. No, 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 no. It's what's good about you. Don't fight your thing. And it's what's right. good about getting older is you go, oh, this is what I am. All right. Well, I don't know. What agency are you at? Well, I was at ICM, but I am now at CIA. Okay. Cause Kevin Huvain is the person. I always give the Kevin Huvain is the person who said to me, Bethany Frankel, for those listening, he represented he represents Julia oh, Roberts and Carrie Bradshaw. The biggest agent in the world, everybody yeah. in the world. Yeah, he's the biggest agent in the world from from Tom. And let's just say a great guy, man. Love the guy. The best. <laughs> really nice guy. The best. He's got to come on. So he said to me, I think you could be one of the greatest messengers in the world. Use your voice. And every time I tell him I say something shocking because he's like my conciliary, he never gets uh, frustrated. So if Kevin Eubanks. Well, sure, that's why I'm on is because I wanted to have a honest conversation with you. And we just did like, you know, I mean, do you know how many? Not honest conversation. That's the whole name of the yes. game. We're doing well, we're not done because like I still have. I I I know. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, but yeah, let me wait no, until we're done. To, we're not done because session, I right? I need a little more. Just because I'm not because we could be done the time. I just want to hear a couple more things from you. I really do. So I want to know. Um, you 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 got a role and you were the least experienced person getting on the '70s show, and it seems like you haven't had. Have you had that real feel of like the lows and the highs of being an actor? Like you're nothing. You're everything. You're you're you know. You seems like you've had a normal career, like meaning stability in an acting career. Is that true, or that's I'm just seeing yes, the highlights. I, I'm very lucky, and uh, I'm I'm lucky that 
70 show one that I got it and it was my first audition. I didn't have to deal with all that rejection. And I almost, that, that I feel guilty about more than the money is right. like the fact that I, you know, I know all these actors who work so hard and are so talented, uh, but there's so many great things about uh, doing a, you know, yeah, it's like we're talking about, it's like a boot camp or a graduate school or whatever you want, you know, you do it for so long. I did it for seven years and, you know, people won't remember this, but the show was not doing well and was not good when it started, oh. especially because it was starring. I mean, Ashton had never acted. Uh, Laura had never acted. Wilmer barely knew English. I mean, wow. it was, you know, at least they had a little experience, like they had been modeling or something. But like uh, we all learned it by being bad on a week. We'd all take turns being the worst person in the episode and then the next week that monday you start back up again plus there's also like a live audience so you have this like direct wow. standing whether what you're doing is funny i mean i remember at the beginning doing jokes and the audience wouldn't laugh and there's nothing louder than 400 people sitting in silence when you just told a joke and you wow. learn how to make people laugh and so it and then and there's the repetition of it and then you have the summers off and you can do movies in the summers. Then you come back to a home base. It is like whenever I hear an actor say, I wish I could get off this sitcom. I go like, yeah, this is you're, you're wrong. It was a workshop. You know I mean? It was like a oh, seven a year workshop. workshop. That's was, amazing. By the end, I you would... feel you've kind of mastered it. It was like a wonderful. And so I think that allowed us to kind of go. A lot of people in that cast have met with a lot of success afterwards. And it's because we kind of were trying things in the summer. And by the time we were finished, I finished at the age that uh, Chandler like started Friends. Do you know what I mean? So we got yeah. to finish early too. Wow. Were you, are you friends with a lot of people that you've worked with or are you like friends with civilians, you and your wife? Like what's your social, what's your date well, night well, out? More or- civilians now that we have kids and all that stuff. But uh, we did, you know, they just did a, that 90s show uh, reboot uh, that's on Netflix. I don't know when it, like later this year or something. But I went to do just one episode because I can only do one because of home economics. But uh, it was amazing. We went back and it was that. I mean, imagine having that great a experience on that show. And then you come back and someone's recreated the sets exactly. Yes. And Ashton was there and Mila was there and Laura and the people who pay my parents. And and then we went and did it in front of a live audience. And they have a whole new group of kids who are fantastic. And it was like, I don't know, it was like going to a high school reunion and then you go back to school and start so nostalgic. Like going to school there again. Yeah, it's really- that's amazing. If that, this is narcissistic, but I'm okay with it. Uh, if ever I could have someone to play like a portion of my life in a movie, it would be Mila. Oh, I mean, me too. <laughs> I mean, just because she's just, I just because, well, because she's got dark hair and she's have you met funny. Her, she's, I mean, she is so no. cool in real life. Like, I know everyone wants to know, like, what's that person really like? Uh, it was very weird because Ashton and Mila were in no way romantic when we did the show. And then, even now, I mean, like she was sitting on his lap. They were watching a scene I was doing and I was like, it was too weird. I mean, right. I've seen them together married, obviously, but to right. see them on that set, like laughing together and holding hands. That's funny. Like, too weird. That's amazing. Me. Full circle. I, yeah, I, I know. I re- I saw them. It's so stupid. This is again, this is my craft as a content creator now who didn't know how to do social media a year ago. I was doing a stupid TikTok with Paul, my fiance in Santa Barbara at a cafe there. And it was like re- recreating a scene from from Bridesmaids. 
where she's like, I don't think people evolve. And she's like, I think they do. And we were in it. We were in our own scene and Ashton and Milo were there and they had just done stuff for Ukraine. And I had just done stuff for Ukraine. And I imagined if I say hi, they'll be like, oh yeah, you're that girl from the, that thing. And for some reason I didn't say hi. And I was annoyed oh, after you didn't like, say hi. Come on. They're no, totally I'm so fine. annoyed. Cause I they're saw the them go in. So st- but that just shows how much I don't care. But now I care. I'm like, wait, when you talk to them, just tell them Bethany should have said hi in Santa Barbara. Oh, I'll definitely in, make a point of that. Uh, no, I was in a scene. Just say I was in a legitimately, scene. They are legitimately, the, and the fact that, imagine if like two of your great friends from high school later met up and got together. That Amazing. Was, yeah. But I was filming a scene, so I was in. Oh, I was in well, they know not to interrupt people during their scene. Yeah, I was shooting yeah. a scene from, from TikTok. Sure. And I was, you know, I'm a, I'm a Meisner actor and I wasn't going to let that, you know, distract me. So I was in the focus. Um, okay, so last question. Well, no, what's your relationship to social media and short form content? This I'm is blowing it. I am blowing it. I'm so bad. Neither. Like, I I try to post once or twice a week a picture. I'm just from that generation that didn't have to do it. And now I don't really feel like I have to do it. And I, I should do what you're talking about, which is have a uh, the the guy who plays my younger brother, Jimmy Tatro on Home Economics, he's um, he comes from that world. He he was like a YouTube content creator and got so big that they cast him in like 22 Jump Street. And, and that's how he got into the acting scene. The point before about saying we were talking to do what you love. I need a vehicle. So when I would do this for free because I need a place like, yeah. and that's what social media has become for me in the last year, which I didn't realize because Instagram is so, so you're static. really enjoying it. Because it's a place to emote and just say what you th- hear. I want to say what I think. I, I don't have a, a platform in this po- podcast. I could do it on these days, but I'm not just always like throwing it up and just talking into the camera. So that becomes immediate. You're finding all these different places. It's almost like social media is, is my reality show now in a way. Mother's Day is May 12th and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung Smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
Imagine the feeling of pulsing electric shocks. Sounds like a nightmare, right? While individual experiences may vary, it's how some people describe shingles. This painful blistering rash could interrupt your life for weeks. It could even force you to cancel social events or weekend plans. Over 99% of adults 50 years or older already carry the virus that causes shingles. One in three people will get it in their lifetime. Why wait? Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles today. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Rose and Thorn. What's your Rose and Thorn of your career? Rose and Thorn. Um, well, I mean, I'm very centered on, I mean, I'm very focused on my uh, personal life. So like, you mean just of my career? No, like, in, no, not because I want to have my baby. Like, this crazy shit happened on this day and it really made me feel into, like oh. something doesn't have to be the right answer. Like the, the shit, the worst and the best, oh, really like my best career. day of working in or your best career. moment or your best thing you got on. The, I was on the cover of Forbes magazine, maybe, or I left the show. Like what I, well, I wasn't on the cover of Forbes, but whatever I'll, it is, let me see. Uh, oh, that's such a good question. What was the best day of my career? Uh, wow. I think um, it's, Probably not something people know, but there was a, oh gosh, I don't know. I, I did a movie called War Machine with Brad Pitt, who I who I'd met a couple. We were I was in those Ocean's Eleven movies briefly with him. Right. Uh, but there's a movie that didn't turn a lot of heads, even though it was starring Brad Pitt on Netflix called War Machine. And the director, great director David Mashad, he, um, and me and this other actor. Uh, scoot mcnary to improvise and it wasn't like this isn't even like the best scene that came out of it but he's uh the the director's not into that much improv and the fact that he was asking us to improvise this scene really meant a lot and i think i delivered improv is very hard because it's about you know it's like i love improv. write it and it's hard to do improv that's good many people try things that ultimately you're going to cut and then after that i did um i did black Klansman in short succession after that and there was a lot of that experience that I brought into it where I tried some, like to try stuff with Spike Lee. It just, it better be right. You know what right. I mean? Like if it's good, he loves it. But if it's bad, he's going to hate it. Like it's wow. not, it's not like he's like, Hey, good effort. Like he, um, he's like the best coach you could get of a sports. You know what I mean? You just yes. I don't know sports analogies, but you hit the ball out of the park and, uh, to, to improvise at that level is so scary and you can't be scared in order to improvise. So, you know, it was like, uh, I just learned how to do the homework and then let go of it. That period of time for me was my most, like, I was just like feeling it being in the, in those movies. That's so nice. That was your rose. Okay. Do you have a oh, thorn? My thorn? My thorn would be, um, <clears throat> you know, it would be something I probably did to myself, which was, earlier in my career, kind of the opposite of what I'm talking about, where I had a real design on what the scene should be like, and you're trying to impose your will onto the scene. It would, it's hard to imagine when you're watching just me on screen or me with one other person, 
that there's all, you know, there's the writers and the, the whole crew is around you and then the editors later in post. And when you're trying to make it, uh, there's there's uh, like in Black Plans and there's this where you can just discover new things that nobody knew was going to happen. That right. Like Spike Lee didn't even know was going to happen. And he's putting these people together that hopefully know how to find that stuff. Probably early in my career, I was so, I want to make something happen. In your the head. more I want to make it happen, the less it happened, you know? So you just have to kind of learn to, what I've learned is I did a play and, uh, and, and that changed everything for me because you rehearse so much for play. You, know, you don't rehearse at all for movies. And I've now realized this is probably more boring than your viewers no, want to hear. Not boring. But like you, the more you rehearse beforehand and get to know the material and get it, then that, then on the day you're kind of less nervous and you can do whatever. I think I didn't used to, I'd have a design on what it should be. That's Instead very Meisner-ish because I did take acting classes and you're yeah. supposed to like write everything down without punctuation and just memorize it. So in the moment, you're not thinking about how it's supposed to be said. You're just reacting to the other person. And it's funny because I was talking to Elizabeth Moss about this and she said there are three scenes. It's the one you plan to do, the one you actually do, and then the one you do in your head on the way home in the car. Well, that's true. I've worked with her on a film and she is unbelievable as an actress. Uh, and it's hard to believe that she goes home going, oh, that could have been better. Because like, I know. She really comes to play. But I do think you, you, uh, I think if you're doing it right, which is takes so many years to figure out how to do, then something should happen that you're not planning to do. And then the way home you go, well, that's great. Cause we could never even recreate that. You know? Right. We did a movie. Look, she's probably one of the, if not the best actress of my generation, but with the movie we did, it was with Kate Blanchett and Robert Redford. And we were sitting there like, <laughs> like i mean kids i mean we just right. couldn't believe how good they were but then uh i are after the handmaid's tale came out and i was like whoa i know she's the coolest so she where do you live you live in la right yeah and do you come back to connecticut because i know you grew up there you ever go there no my folks they lived there until i was like 40 and then they they moved out because they because oh, i live uh, that's where i am i mean that's yeah. where i live um awesome okay well i love meeting you i now know yeah, you. this was as much fun as i thought it would be and honestly like that's this is what you want you know you always have to do these little sound bites you don't get to talk to anyone for a long period of time and you're great i appreciate it. likewise so fun and thank you and um text me you'll see how fast i'll respond and i get to meet you and your wife in la absolutely and come say hi by the way when you see us don't pretend you're doing a scene on your yeah TikTok. well i might be in a very deep deep uh, emotional state so i might not be able to talk but tell ashton right. i'm sorry that i blew him off. i will I'll, immediately i'll text him yeah right. okay <laughs> goodbye i first of all i can't believe that people like Topher grace know who i am and want to do my podcast and have an opinion of me and listen to this podcast and like that i'm honest and speak my opinion I mean, I just, that always moves me because I hear, wow, Topher Grace is doing the podcast and that's, he's major and that's exciting. And he seems like a great guy and he's a good actor. Um, and then I have an amazing conversation with him and I feel like I know him and I like him and I want to meet his wife and I'm excited. Um, I'm just excited. I love talking to him. He's so real, a real actor with an amazing career down to earth. Uh, what a thrill. So excited. Thank you for listening. And remember to rate, review, and subscribe. We are doing so well. This podcast is crushing the game. 
So keep listening. I'm thrilled. And I love that Topher was like, I like when you talk to celebrities, but I like when you just rant on about bullshit, which I know a lot of you like too. So we try to mix it up. Have a good day. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now right rug flooring whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks kemba financial credit union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs apply today at kemba.org to unlock a limited time two percent cash back on purchases and pay zero percent interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from kemba you deserve a card that works for you restrictions apply offer ends June 30th, 2024. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com.